Welcome to another episode of Mick and Ori's Classic Cars. I'm Mick. And I'm Ori. And Ori, we've got Tucky with us today. And what a morning we've had. Tucky with an iconic car, Mick. We what, picked, what we picked this car in our top 10 you know, dream garage cars, and that's the Jaguar E-Type. A Jaguar E-Type. We were lucky enough that Tucky had the time to come with us, and we, we met down at Bennett's Classic Auctions. They've got one for auction on the 17th of July. So that's interesting. That was a, a Maroon on Maroon. But two-seater, where Tucky's is a two-plus-two. And anyway, welcome, Tucky. And uh, tell us, you, you've had your car for how long, Tucky? I've owned it for over 40 years. 40 Nin- years. and 1970. So it's, a, it's a 1970. Tell us a little bit about the car. Okay. It's a 1970, two-plus-two E-type, two seats at the front and two auxiliary seats at the back for kids. And that's about all they're useful for. <laughs> Well, we did cram a couple of people in there today. I think you were one of them, Tucky. Yeah, two adults yeah. sat in the back today. Yeah, I forgot how tight it is. That's why I don't go there. I drive it and let the others suffer. But <laughs> so. I loved how you actually, you can move that seat, that back seat can move forward also and make more yeah. boot space at the back. Yeah, it increases the cargo area at the back considerably. A fair yeah. bit, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> tell us, Tucky, in terms of Jags, I mean, why Jags? I mean, you talk about this is 40 years ago. So you bought oh. the car, it's a 70 car and you bought it in 78. So it was relatively new. But why Jags? How it started, I went to um, Lake Epilock and that was a, a lake in Victoria where they did speedboat racing. And uh, we went with uh, one of our friends. He had bought a, a Mark One Jag. And so we decided we'll go and see the speedboat racing at Lake Epilock. And he said, oh, look, I bought this Jag. You want to come with it? And, of course, you know, like little boys with their toys, our eyes were bigger than our heads sort of thing, and we went with it. When we were coming back, I thought, these cars go quite all right. So um, you fell in love with Jag there well, and then? Well, well I, I sort of, like, it swayed me that, uh, that they were drivable and usable. And as I talked to the owner... And he said they're not that bad because they had a horrendous uh, reputation of being ultra expensive to repair. And he said, no, they're isn't re- relatively easy. Just get the manual and you, you'll be all right. It wasn't long after that I bought a um, Mark II Jag. Oh, so you bought the Mark II before the E-Type then, Tucky? Oh, yeah, I bought the Mark II first. Big mistake. I bought a 2.4 litre, which was like a grandpa's car. It was very slow and thirsty. I thought, oh, it was not, not a lot of difference, <laughs> one litre, 2.4 to 3.4, but it was slow. <laughs> but in the environment where they were being sold in the UK, it was quite logical because of the tax reasons and uh, uh, hefty fuel prices, but I think it was only marginal improvement in the fuel economy from a 3.4 to a 2.4. I dro- oh, well, I did drive it for quite a while, and then uh, I wanted to put a 3.8-litre engine in it, like being a little boy racer that I was then. As we all do. Back then, you all Let's wanted to change it. put a bigger engine in, yeah. I, I heard about a guy had a 3.8 S-type manual overdrive, and I thought, oh, that's what got all the gears uh, and all the gear that I want. And I thought, I'll just swap it over from 3.8 to 2.4. I thought, because they're relatively... Simple to change over, change the front springs, uh, change the tail shaft, and uh, and you're there. But I ended up uh, falling. I sort of ended up falling in love with the 3.8 S type because it was such a nice little cruiser. 
I sort of like got to like it. So and you kept that for how long, Taki? How long did you have the S-type? I would have had the S-type for about a year or two. Also, what it ended up happening, what, what did happen in those days, someone came up and offered me 300 bucks more than I paid for it. And I, and I sold it. I didn't think twice about it. Yeah, like Tuck yeah. said, it's 10% more than I paid <laughs> for it. Right. It's money in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how it was in those days. You just sort of like bought one, sold one and, and uh, so forth. And then uh, not long after that, I was sort of like in with the Jag Club guys. And we used and, to go and you, sorry to cut you off there, Tucky, but you, you joined the Jag Club mainly for what reason? Because I'm wondering about you did a lot of this work yourself on the cars. How did you learn about that? Well, the friend that took us to Lake Epilot, he belonged to the Jag Club. After I bought mine, he said, why don't you come with me? And, and then uh, when I went there, I thought, gee, I'm with people that I can relate to. Because a lot of, you know, like he was a refrigeration mechanic. There was heaps of refrigeration mechanics, electricians, tool makers, plumbers, sort of thing. We had this common bond with most of us were pretty handy on the tools and uh, and that's where I um, felt comfortable there and so uh, I felt comfortable in uh, working on the cars because there was a, um, a lot of expertise with all these other guys you just shared your knowledge yeah you know? I, I think that's that's the thing i mean we talk about it these days i mean a lot of the knowledge we get from the internet mm. and forums uh, the thing is, with those forums, sometimes you don't know if you're getting the right information. No, true, and you... but a lot of that information that they are giving are people that are actually working on their own cars. Yeah. Oh, I've done this and I did this and I did this. Not my technician did this. So That's right, they're it's really themselves. Hands on, yeah. Correct. Yeah. And, you know, we're talking about, you know, enthusiasts and they're passionate about it, like you, oh, yeah. Tucky, with you, what you did yeah. with yours. What I also find, found out when I was there was that most of them had two or three Jags. So that's why you oh, bought okay. another one. Yeah, I, I had to keep up. You know. <laughs> but then I sort of like, even though I had a, like the broad range of vehicles, I sort of felt that this was a sort of performance car uh, and also I liked the woodwork in the Mark II. It was minimalistic, yet it was stood out. It was a beautiful mm. feature. It is a beautiful it feature. It is nice. That, that wood grain, beautiful. And so I sort of liked that very much. And that drew me to it. It wasn't over the top. From then on, I just got used to it. I, I sort of like moved up later on through the contacts in the club there. I got offered, uh, oh, well, I got told about a, um, a E-type that a guy had damaged. And the guy told, who told me about it, go and have a look at it. And it's, uh, he said it's fairly cheap. He wants to get rid of it. But it's the model that was unloved in that era. And so I went and had a look. And that model, sorry, you talk about an unloved yeah. model. I know in the Ferrari lines, generally the two-seaters, uh, you know, yeah. people, you know, refer to them being the ultimate sort of Ferraris. The so two, two plus two. twos don't don't really yeah. go. And is that the similar sort of thing in the Jags? Yeah, it um, ended up being the cheapest Jag is the most expensive now <laughs> and the most expensive is the cheapest. So yeah. it, it's an irony to that, uh, that... Um, that is the collector's field at the moment, that they've got this um, perception. So you ended up with which one then, the E-Type Jag that you ended up? That I, was I ended up with uh, E-Type Series 2, 2 plus 2, with automatic, and that was 
considered the least uh, desirable. 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 Yeah. Well, you, you didn't look at it too favourably either well, today. Well, not initially, no, in not automatic. initially, but we'll talk oh, about yeah. that when we drove it. But Yeah, well, and, and then I sat behind her and I thought, well, because I'd driven uh, other E-types. All manuals. I, yeah, all manuals. And I thought, gee, these, this isn't as bad uh, as people make it out to be. I, the feeling and, and the drivability was very similar. It was only that the automatic wasn't quite as sporty and, and I didn't particularly like the rag top either. So I thought, well, it was a little bit easier to get into because the door length is a little bit longer and higher. And also it was the cheapest I could find, which was a big plus. And so I made the guy an offer and he accepted. Thank you. When you said damage, what was actually damage on the car? Did he have a little bingle or something? Yeah, he had damaged the front mudguard. His front left-hand side? Uh, the front right-hand side mudguard. It, it wasn't an extensive damage, but it was a fair dent in it. But it hadn't damaged the bonnet, which was good. And then in those days, they were quite common and they were being wrecked by... Um, exuberant drivers um, at the wreckers i found a bonnet and the guy sold me the front right hand mudguard and on the e-type bonnet it was a fairly simple bonnet uh, it was made in about three four pieces and most of it was bolted together and so i just unbolted one mudguard and bolted the other one onto the bonnet and that was it. That's pretty yeah. handy, isn't it? And, yeah. and it's good that you've done a lot of the work or most of the work yourself. And have you kept it original, this car? I mean, from when you bought it, it was there – I mean, you talked about changing the engine in the Mark II and thinking about yeah. it. Did you do anything like that with the E-Type? No, I didn't, I didn't change anything. It's uh, how I bought it. I've, I've had the seat, front seats reupholstered, which makes it feel a lot more comfortable because the – the leather seats were torn at that time. It uh, really made it a lot more pleasant to drive. Later on, a few years later, I had trouble with automatic. The reaction plate was cracked, and so I ended up taking the engine and gearbox out so I could repair the uh, reaction plate. And now, just ex it. explain to uh, not only the listeners but myself, what's a reaction plate? What's that? That, that was a little plate where the torque converter sits on the flywheel. Right. Okay. And, so and the, then you've got the flywheel ring with the, for the starter motor. Is that just wear and tear that that would have cracked? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I presume so. Because you were using this car every day when you bought it. Yeah. So this was a daily driver when you bought it. Yeah. That that was my driver. I I, I had that's all I I didn't wasn't uh, all I had. I still had the Mark II, but that was the one that was registered and I was driving it every day. And talking about drivability, Ori, we went in there today. I mean, I, I must admit, I got in, first time I got into a, an E-type Jag, I must admit, I don't think I've sat in one before. And we did, and what do you notice straight away? And straight away, that long bonnet, yeah. and the, not only the long bonnet, but that bulge in the middle. Beautiful. It Beautiful. is. Beautiful. And it, the vents. It is a sight. It yeah. is a sight. Now, the steering wheel, uh, Tucky, it's got that wooden rim steering wheel, fairly big, which understandable because of the you know the steering but i found that steering to be okay too and i must admit driving it very automatic. smooth it was an automatic and i was surprised that i actually liked driving it in an automatic well i know straight away you put it into d2 put your foot on the accelerator and bang and we went forward me well no d2 uh, i got told off by oh, Tucky. d1 that's right he d1. said look let's put it in no did you say d1 or d2 to put it in d1 starts in first gear and d2 starts so that's what that means but yeah. otherwise it still goes through all the gears yeah so you can start in low 
yeah. D1 and D2. So if you start in low, does it automatically change as well? Yeah, yeah it goes to the second and third gear. Right, it okay. So it's just start. where you start. So if yeah. you're going starting up a hill, you might start in a lower yeah. gear or something yeah, like that. Yeah. But very smooth, Tucky. You know, they do talk about how smooth the Jag engines are. Mm-hmm. And likewise, that other one that started in Bennett's straight away started. No idled. vibrations. Yeah. Really I, good. I now, think usability of the car. And Tucky, you know, is yeah, is proof of this that you can use them every day. And you driving it, it was just an easy cruising car. It was nice mm-hmm. to drive. the The only thing is, is, is oh, sorry, the only thing. One of the things is getting in and out. The door is actually quite. It's quite high. There's a sill panel that you've yeah. got but to you step can see, over. You can see that on that sill panel and slide in. Almost. Yeah, you can. Yeah. You yeah. can do that. But it, yeah. it actually gives you the feel that it's like a race car. Because the sill panel's high. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but, and then, but how narrow were those? Were the wheels? The wheel, yeah. but yeah. The, you know, we see the distance between the back wheels and the front wheels. It's quite narrow. Yeah. So that was something else that we noticed straight away. And then you're right. It's very sport-like. The way that the back window opened up. Yeah, bo- it's, a, it's like a hinged door, God, really. Just it, there's so many beautiful lines to that car. Yeah. That. that- that car, in terms of the looks, it has got to be the one of the best-looking cars ever. Absolutely. Really. And uh, a lot of manufacturers talk about the E-Type and its looks. So, Tucky, what it, you've driven a few of the E-Types. You've driven yeah. the 3.6, uh, yes, 4.2, yeah. manual and automatic, and the V12? Uh, no, I haven't had – I've had friends that had them, but I actually haven't driven uh, the V12E. And in your opinion, having driven all of them? Yeah, it's been a practical vehicle – the six cylinder is uh, is the most practical because it's the easiest one to repair. That's not so complex. It, it goes just about as hard. Yeah. The V12's got a little bit more grunt lower down uh, with a bigger engine and more torque. But the six cylinder is quite capable. Quite and capable. I think when they came out, they were talking about a hundred and fifty mile an hour car. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I mean that in that <laughs> that's day, more than capable. That, that's very good. Yeah, for nineteen sixty one when it came out. It was quick. And manual versus automatic, Tuck? The difference yeah. in driving? A lot of people say the manuals have got a lot more go because um, the Borg Warner automatic in those days slipped a lot. So you lost a fair bit of performance. Mainly off the line, I would, I would guess, is yeah. you know, the, through the gears off the line. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, when you're just cruising, it is actually very smooth. So that Borg Warner gearbox that's got, the manuals have got. Yeah. That's what my XA had, the Borg Warner. Well, they'd Four get it from Borg whatever Warner. supply. So Borg Warner is what make? Yeah, it's an English, I think it was English, made in England. It was, it was quite a common gearbox in a lot of the larger luxury cars. And we had a look. I mean, the one at Bennett's was a, a 1966. Yes. So there is subtle differences with that. That's That would yeah. be a series... One or one and a half? That was, that was a Series 1. That was yeah. a Series 1? Yeah. Uh, so they changed the lights at the back if, if, yeah. and the hinges on the side. But the but original... Enclosed headlights at the front? Enclosed headlights. There's a, you know, there's a yeah. variety of differences that sort of tweaked every few months by the sounds of it. Yeah, they, what they ended up doing is had to comply with um, US regulations where the bumper height had to be... You had a standard height. And also the light output from the tail lights had to have a certain luminescence, and so they ended up with a bigger light. Uh, and a few other subtle changes came with it. And the same thing at the front. They removed the Perspex cover because that was diffusing the light and it didn't comply with oh, the so regulations. Oh, so that's why they, uh, yeah. So the enclosed oh. headlights, 
It was one of that's the one of the reasons. Yep. So instead of redesigning it, let's just cut, remove it. That's right, and leave it open. You know, yeah. and it's on the Dino yeah. two four six also. Yeah. That'll yeah. be the same. A lot reason. of the Americans, you know, yeah. and they did. You know, there was a series of the Jags that they came out with the rectangular indicator lights as well for the for the US uh, market. So, yeah. what was the replacement model after the E Type? That was the XJS. Yeah. yeah. So that yeah. was. And that was just in a 12, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, that was in the 12. There was very few 4.2s. I don't think there was any 4.2s came out then. Later on, they came out with a 6 as well. Okay. They came out with a 4-litre 6. But that 12, that used to, apparently used to go quite well. It's just that it was very thirsty in terms of fuel. Yeah, it was thirsty. And also what they did was place the distributor in the V of the engine and so it used to get pretty hot there, and so the electronics were prone to failures. The guys had actually put the electronics um, near the radiator to keep it cool at the front there, and, and then they found that it was a lot more reliable. But that was the main major shortcoming, that V12 oh, that model, yeah. and it sort of like tarnished it, and for a while there they were people were selling their V12s and buying a 6. Buying the 6, yeah. In terms of, I wonder whether the overall package in terms of power to weight, you know, how much benefit would have been the 6 rather than the 12? You know, because sometimes they say it's better balanced because there's too much weight at one end or whatever. Well, it not only that, when they went to the V12, they also... Uh, widened the track and and put six inch rims instead of five inch and so you had a lot more rubber on the road uh, even though the engine was uh, aluminium it still wasn't that much heavier than the six and also it lost a little bit of its aerodynamics because of the larger grill they put in there to cool the engine and the air conditioner that was an option so as far as top speed there was nothing in the you know, like a few miles an hour between the 12 and the 6. Well, you'd think the 12 would be a lot quicker. Well, you'd think so, but, I mean, as I said, you've got the aerodynamics and the power-to-weight ratio, you know, that that makes uh, probably a big difference, you know. Um, But, you know, there's a lot of the cars where they talk about, you know, the balance in a a smaller engine. Uh, But I I want to go back uh, a few years, Tucky. I mean, you bought this before you got married, so uh, and you and you didn't sell it to get married, which is a good sign too, because we hear about that. But I mean, you you had young kids, you know, after you got married, of course, um, as you did in those days. Young kids, and you used that for. Did you go to excursions or picnics, or what did you do with that? Yeah, it was. um, I used to register it uh, uh, quite a lot. And uh, also, I used to get day permits, you know, when I start using it more infrequently. But it was quite uh, useful because of the 2 plus 2. I could get the kids in the back, as you guys can... Vouch for. It was quite tight. So once they became teenagers, it was out. They didn't want to go back there. But also, it had a reasonable... uh, Load carrying capacity, even with the kids in there, you could get your esky, your picnic basket, a few chairs and so forth. And we went for quite a few picnics. And so it was um, well usable. It's a good. It was a family car. It's yeah. actually a family car, user-friendly yeah. family car. And like Tucky said, it used to be the second car in the family that if his wife needed a car to go down to the shops or whatever it may yeah, be, used it. she just it jumped usa- in and used it. A usable yeah. car. Do you, um, I mean, in terms of using it now, it, what sort of things do you use it for and do you want to do with it, for example? You know, is there any things that you want to particularly tidy up on the car? 
Because it's never been resprayed, has it? I got it resprayed one time. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, yeah I got it resprayed uh, probably in the mid eighties. Came across a guy who was a spray painter, and he looked at the vehicle and said, "Oh, you can do a bit of tidy up because it was an ex English car. It was had a few rust bubbles here and there." And he said, "I could tidy it up for you." And I decided to get it resprayed, and yeah, just tidied it up a little bit, and it looks um, a lot more presentable than what it was. An original and, white. That's yeah, the original yeah. white colour. I think it's a little bit brighter than the original. The little, the original white is a little bit more opaque. Okay. And this one's a little bit brighter, just a shade. So when you did the the respray, for example, I mean that you kept the glass in, so it wasn't yeah. it wasn't bare metal or anything, no, was no. it? It was doors just, closed type respray. Yeah, just a, a little bog up and just touch it up. I said to him, you know, just do that. Just now, the last couple, few years, it's starting to show a few more bubbles. It is 30 yeah. years ago. Well, that's yeah. right. It's if, now, yeah. you know, we drove it, or you drove it to uh, Bennett's Classic Auctions there this morning, and when it was in the driveway, a lot of people were not only looking at the cars yeah. inside, but then they said, hang on, there's a Jag out there. Is that, is is that, that for sale? sale? And you had a couple come up to you and started talking. Uh, that was interesting because um, they asked if it's for sale. And you said no, but what, is, what does no mean in this particular case? I mean... Well, I'm attached to it, but my wife uh, is staunch opposition at the moment mm. to selling it. Okay, so Tuck, she... I'm here to tell you, I'm happy to give you $300 more right now than <laughs> hey. you paid for it. You were happy last that... time. I'm sure you're going to be happy well, again this you've time. you've got to allow for a little bit of inflation. Uh, 500 bucks. Yeah. 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 But anyway, look, it, it's, it's a great car and uh, something like that. I mean, you must drive it, you stop somewhere. Everyone's looking at yeah. this thing. Yeah, you get quite a few looks. Especially when you drive around around the city, you notice people more. But on the road, you're sort of like keeping your eyes peeled. Yeah. For yeah. me, it's iconic, yeah. Jake. Yeah. And driving around on the road, like, Tucky, when I got in, the first thing I noticed, well, one of the first things, apart from the bonnet and the bulge and that, was there's no review mirrors, as in yeah. wing mirrors from the door, for the doors. So you, you've only got the one in the middle on the, on the, uh, above the windscreen. Well, it didn't come with any standard. I could fit, you know, in that era they used to fit those racing mirrors on the side or else they had clip-on ones that would clip onto the, uh, the door frame. Yeah, Tucky yeah. drove it fine. I yeah. came home with Tucky in it and he drove it fine, Mickey. Wasn't and he was moving along too. I was trying to keep up and take some photos or get some photos taken, but he was moving along. I was going to ask the, the uh, driving without the mirrors, but back then when they came out, wasn't it a, at a regulation to get it registered that you'd have to have mirrors in Australia? No, not for the, that era. Gee, that's a bit odd. I thought they all had to. Because I know that the Dino Ferraris, you know, with mine, they came out with a single mirror. And, and then, that was good enough? Well, for the Australian design rules, it was good enough to have a single mirror. People did put the yeah, the other yeah. mirror on the other side. But, yeah. look, it's just a, I think it's something that you've got to get used to. But it is a long oh, car as well. That's, car. that's the other thing to get used to. The only difficult thing is the turning circle. Yeah, it is. It's very big, the turning circle. And when you're parking it, the steering's fairly heavy. Yeah, low speeds. Low, very low speeds there. It is heavy. But once you get on above, you know, 20, 30 k's, it's, it's yeah. It yeah. But even, nice. e- even parking, Tucky, I mean, relative to some yeah. of the, Because you've got the original size wheels on it, 
I think it's not too bad, really. You yeah, know. but at low speed, I saw Tucky trying to park it here at, in, in the back of your house, yeah. and at low speed, it is a lot of steering. Oh, it's, 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 it's tight. It's yeah. a big car to park. Imagine at a shopping centre, and you're using it every day. Well, it's narrow enough, so it will fit in the car parking bays. It's just longer than what you'd yeah. expect. No, you it's know. great. But, Tucky, look, thank you for having – well, for let us let – us, you know, into your car yeah, and driving it and spending a bit of time and coming on the podcast. So we right. do really appreciate that. Thanks, Ori, you got anything? No, no, thanks, Tucky. Our first E-Type Jag, I said, oh, it's a car that I grew up with. My dad constantly spoke about how he much he loved the E-Type Jag and you just grow up waiting, wanting to drive one, go in one. So thanks, Tucky. Yeah, how so can you not like the E-Type Jag? Thanks again, Tucky. We're going to leave it there. Thank you, Ori. Thanks, Mick. Thank you, Ori, Mick. It was a pleasure dealing with you. I quite enjoyed it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. So we'll enjoy as we've got our Instagram page, so I'm sure there'll be some images and photos on the Instagram page. And you can always catch us on the show at mickandori at gmail.com. So we're going to leave it there. And remember, if your car's not a classic... It will be one day. Thank you. Thanks, guys.